This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, GetBook listeners, and welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment that's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's hand sell is The Grace of Kings by Ken Liu, which is the first book in the Dandelion Dynasty series. The third book has just recently come out, and the fourth one is announced. And it occurred to me that now would be a great time for me to go back, read the first one over again, and then catch up with the series. So before we get into the details of that, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds. College student Blake and her girlfriend have one goal, join the exclusive sorority that promises connections to a network of trailblazing women of color. Now, Ella's acceptance is a sure thing. She's a daughter of a Serena Society alum. After all, Blake, on the other hand, lacks Ella's pedigree and her confidence. Luckily, though really unluckily, she finds courage at the bottom of a liquor bottle. When she drinks, she's bold and funny, and as pledging intensifies, so does Blake's drinking. Ella assures her that she's fine, partying hard is what it takes, but with her future on the line, Blake must decide how far she's willing to go to achieve glittering dreams of success. Now, just so you know, Jazz Hammonds is the 2023 winner of the critic Scott King John Steptoe Award for New Talent for We Deserve Monuments, and We Deserve Monuments was an Amazon Best Books of the Year and Barnes & Noble Best Books of the Year for 2023, so suffice to say, y'all should check this new one out. Thanks again to Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Disney Books. Do y'all like Caribbean mythology? What's more, a thriller inspired by Caribbean mythology? If you do, I got something for you. A must-read thriller that draws from the darkest corners of Caribbean mythology from acclaimed author Sarah Das, who crafts a chilling tale of magic, murder, and how far we'll go to protect what's ours. It's perfect for fans of Angeline Bully and Tiffany D. Jackson. So, unlike other people on the small island of St. Virgil, Selena Da Silva does not believe in magic. She has a logical mind. She likes botany. She wants to study pharmacology. But then her mother gets sick and she's tethered to the island and she has to make money. So what does she do? She cons a couple gullible tourists with these useless talismans and phony protection rituals. But then one of the tourists ends up dead and at the center of a strange string of murders. And the truth Selena has been denying can no longer be avoided. There is evil lurking in the forest that surround St. Virgil. Now to find out what that evil is, make sure to pick up It Waits in the Forest by Sarah Das. And thanks again to Disney Books for sponsoring this episode. All right. So as you all know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I don't get a lot of rereading time. But I also really like to reread books. And every now and then I decide that I'm going to do a reread project. 
Like last winter, I did all of the Earthsea books by Ursula Le Guin. And that was actually a really nice experience. I just dipped in and out of them as I had time. And they were like good wintry, like feeling cozy sitting by a fire that I don't actually have, but pretend is there off to the side, like drinking hot cocoa, you know, lose yourself in this fantasy world kind of vibe. And I was thinking about like, oh, what will I what will I do this year? And then when I saw that the third book in the Dandelion Dynasty was out now, I was like, perfect, because I've been meaning to revisit it. But they're like chonky, long, very immersive, a little bit slow because they're such dense world building kind of books. And I was like, well, that's exactly the vibe I want for this winter reread. Like that's that's the vibe I want. So I started The Grace of Kings. My library hold came in. I started The Grace of Kings over again this past weekend. And it is indeed exactly what I want. So the world of this book are the islands of Dara, which are, well, I guess we have to rewind a moment to talk about what genre this book is. Like, it's fantasy. It's epic fantasy. There's also silk punk, which is a term that I believe Ken Liu coined to describe what he is doing in this book. And it is inspired by East Asia. There's also some really interesting punky, oldie time punky technologies. So a relative of steampunk in that way. There's a lot of classical references that I am really only just beginning to catch as I read more in the East Asian canon and a lot of different things going on. I'll drop a link to um, Lou talking about it because I think it's really interesting and worth getting your brain around. But yes, so that's so that's the sort of vibe of these books. And we start out with Kunigaru, who is a very like charming, wily youth, likes to skip school and drag his friend Rin along on his, you know, adventures that are going to get them disciplined by their teacher and or their parents. But like irrepressible is, I think, the word for Garu. And they witness as young, like ugh, tweens, teens, the imperial procession. The emperor has like, you know, recently completed his conquest of all of the islands of Dara, which used to be separate principalities and dukedoms. And but now are all united under this violently united under this one emperor's rule. And the the imperial procession is interrupted by an assassination attempt. And this becomes like a very pivotal moment for Kuniguru. And then you kind of fast forward to him as an adult. He's like a wastrel. He's just like getting drunk in the taverns and like, you know, not really like holding down a job. Like money comes and goes. And he falls in love with this woman who is actually from a higher social class than him. And then we also meet... Mada Zindu, who is the son of a deposed and killed duke who used to be one of the rulers of these islands. And he's been raised by his uncle with one thought in mind, which is to retake, like re-establish uh, the family honor, to retake their power, and like to just hate the emperor and all of the things that have happened in the uniting of these islands. Like very single-minded focus, not, not really like a warm and fuzzy childhood. And these two, their lives begin to intersect and overlap. 
And there is like rebellion and the gods are involved. And it is such a like classic epic fiction storyline in that regard. Like you have this ruler, this despotic ruler who like has, you know, perhaps good intentions, but like their execution of them is not great. The end does not justify the means in these cases and how people are rebelling against it. But then you also have like all of these amazing details like the airships and there are these sea creatures that are really cool. And the way the gods are involved is fascinating. And just like living the life with these characters all of the various details of what the islands are like and how the trade works and, you know, the geography and the different ethnic groups. And there's just so much here. It is that kind of really detailed, involved world building that is just catnip for me as far as I'm concerned. And I do feel like Lou is writing with, I keep saying this word classical, but like kind of like a golden agey classical fantasy style, but bringing so many new elements to it, which is a really fun combination to get that sort of classical prose that's not, you know, it's third person subjective. We're, you know, jumping around from POV to POV. We're getting all of these, you know, allusions to the mythology and folklore and the histories of these places. And it is just very juicy and very immersive. It sweeps me out of my head and into this world. And I really enjoy that experience. And I'm really excited to work my way through these three books. I think it is gonna take a while because like I said, they're chunky. They're long. It's like 640 pages, I think, for the first one. And I don't recall how much longer the other two are, but it's probably going to take me into next year. Definitely will take me into next year. And I'm really excited about it. And so if you are looking for that kind of reading experience, if you're looking for, you know, any and all of these things that I've just talked about, I highly recommend that you join me on this journey whenever you have the time. So again, that's The Grace of Kings, which is the first in the Dandelion Dynasty by Ken Liu. And that's today's hand sell. Thanks so much to our audio editor, Jen Zink, who is possibly magic. Thanks to you all for listening. We super duper appreciate it. If you would like more book recommendations, you can get those at bookriot.com. You can also find our other podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. If you would like to email us, maybe you have a question for the main show. Maybe you just want to give some feedback. You can do that. Get booked at bookriot.com. You could also, if you were so inclined, review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcatcher will let you leave a review because it does help other people to find us. And speaking of finding us, I am on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you again next time. Bye.